Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. From farm to fork and everything in between, we cover it all. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, it shouldn't be a surprise to you on this Friday morning that it's a little cooler out there than it's been earlier this week. How you doing, everybody? Fabulous Farm Babe Pam Youngke along with you. Yep, no surprise that we are waking up with temperatures today that are in the 30s. It's not going to improve a whole lot no matter where you are today. Fond du Lac, uh, La Crosse, Madison, today will touch out probably in the mid to upper 30s. Tomorrow, same situation, cloudy skies, mid to upper 30s. Sunday, a little bit more rain in the forecast, mid to upper 30s. Monday, dry but still cool, mid to upper 30s. And then all of a sudden on Tuesday, looks like we turn it around just a little bit with temperatures bouncing back up into the 50s. Thanks so much for your rainfall reports. Yeah, that La Crosse area definitely picked up a lot more rain than most everybody else. Kirby and La Crescent, more than an inch of rain yesterday. And I appreciate the question, what are we going to do when it comes to snow? Well, we'll keep that Midwest Farm Report talk text line going. Once we start accumulating snow, don't be afraid to use that and let me know what's going on in your backyard. Remember, the Midwest Farm Report talk text line 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Hey, there goes Pam Yonke in her suburban truck across Wisconsin. Thanks to the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board and BadgerBean.com, helping farmers grow sustainable crops to feed a hungry planet. Focus on the future. Farm First represents dairy farmers in the halls of Congress and provides test verification, disaster assistance, and youth scholarship benefits. Farm First Dairy Co-op. Keep up with Pam on social media, Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook and Twitter, and at MidwestFarmReport.com. Well, the weather around Wisconsin, it is starting to change. Fabulous Farm Bay PM Yankee from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. But I'll tell you what, the weather seems pretty consistent in Costa Rica. Bob, you just got back from your farm tour to Costa Rica and Panama. And while many go there for the weather, they may somewhat overlook the agriculture that's there. But on your farm tours, you always get a chance to touch base with farmers there. What did you see this time around? When you want to find out about something, you ask somebody that knows. And that's what we're going to do right now, finding out about Costa Rica. Hector Calvo is with us. And Hector was our guide, our tour leader as we traveled through Costa Rica. And Hector, when we got here, we heard Costa Rica is an emerging nation. What does that mean? It means that it's a country on the way of developing is trying to achieve certain goals as a country and as a society that uh, little by little is uh, showing up some of their results. How would you rate it as far as progress is concerned right now going from a emerging country to a developed country? So we accomplish something that make us very proud is uh, the education system and the level accomplish uh, 97% of literacy that was very successful since we did the changings of the abolishment of the army. Talk a little bit about the abolishment of the army. How long has that been and why did that happen? Okay, it was uh, abolished in 1948 
And since we changed the constitution in 1949, uh, we are a country with no army, no standing forces or military, and uh, we declare neutrality to the world. Since we did that step, what we did were some changes, like invest 26% of the national budget in education. And in addition to that, uh, like reinforce certain laws for the workers, especially uh, rights for the workers, like the code of labor, social guarantees, and uh, other visionary uh, changings that happened during the 1940s and 50s. They were looking for the future, really, of the country in a prosperous way. Strength of a country is in the middle class. How are we doing in Costa Rica as far as building that middle class? The middle class has been the support and the one that represents the stability of the social and political terms. So far, the main issue in the country or what we need to make better will be to decrease the poverty rate because in the moment we got a poverty rate that is around 18-20% and the middle class used to be very strong and uh, right now uh, is you know probably like a globalized issue that is like uh, weakening up a little bit the, the middle class but uh, I think that's where we need to keep an eye, like uh, reinforce certain things to make sure the people more confident and provide a lot of uh, job opportunities and economical solutions to over certain problems. And in that case, reduce that poverty rate. That that's why we continue on that on the way of developing, because it has been probably 20 uh, years or 30 trying to reduce that, but uh, is like the main goal or the main target of the country. We've noticed this country, Costa Rica, very welcoming, not only the people like yourself, but it seems like the government and businesses, and that's brought some economic development here. Com other companies, major companies have seen that, and they're showing up in Costa Rica. Talk about some of those countries that have moved in here. Oh yeah, uh, for example, we got a, a foreign investment from the U.S. probably in the last uh, 30 years. That has been the number one like uh, business partner. But uh, being how successful and uh, reliable are the business uh, uh, relationships between the Costa Rica and the U.S., right now we got uh, also a lot of... Uh, foreign investment from Europe. For example, European countries are looking in Costa Rica like a new alternative of uh, destination, not only for tourism, also for business. It's what are some of the businesses that have moved in here? These are major corporations that have uh, made Costa Rica part of their enterprise. Yeah, actually, they are like uh, uh, mostly technological companies, uh, companies that they got a, uh, like a very steady uh, business, like Intel, uh, Microsoft, HP, IBM, and uh, big companies from the U.S., but also some uh, Scandinavian companies from Europe that they also have technology-based uh, business and they look in Costa Rica like a skillful uh, hand labor that they are willing to, to hire and to invest in the country. How does agriculture fit into the picture of moving from an emerging country to a developed country because 
you can grow just, not everything, but just about everything here in Costa Rica. Uh, actually, that's true. And agriculture is still uh, very kind in our economy uh, vision. In the last years, we can make, let's see, more money focusing in other businesses, but agriculture is still very, very strong. The fact that we got a, a diversified production in the country is very good because it makes it very efficient for farmers that they like to have their business for local commerce. That is very good business. But also if they want to specialize and actually develop more, there are many alternatives for them to be successful, competitive, and that's why many farmers are willing to export. And they are actually looking for alternatives and ways to be very uh, competitive in that aspect. What are some of the major agricultural enterprises? The you know the crops you grow, livestock. What what are the major ones? Pineapple is the number one product. Banana is second. But those two, the production uh, is like 60 percent, mainly owned by Costa Ricans. But they sell the whole production to the big uh, companies like Dole, Del Monte. Uh, Chiquita, and in that case, uh, what they do is this is a type of business that it has uh, many years and is probably not for all the farmers. But in addition to that, the third crop that we export, that is ornamental plants and tropical flowers, that one is very open for many people. Many farmers are actually looking in that as an alternative uh, for some activities that, for example, at the beginning they de dedicate a lot of agriculture crops and right now they look into flowers or plants, a very profitable uh, uh, crop because they export those and actually in the local commerce is also very well paid. And then it's like win and win because it's very well paid here and even better uh, overseas. And it looks like there is a growing dairy industry here in Costa Rica. Is it all over the country or is it localized in some areas? No, it's actually, uh, well, the most is localized in what we call middle elevations, especially for dairy, because uh, it's where the, uh, they will get the best conditions for temperature, for humidity and many other weather related conditions that is much better to have it in middle elevations and highlands. And then the dairy farms are very important business here because it includes small, medium and large producers. And in that case we got like two or three cooperatives of farmers. They are very successful companies in their dairy products and actually, for example, uh, both cooperatives, besides being the suppliers of the country to make it self-sufficient, they also export out. Um, for example, one of the companies, Dos Pinos, that is the main cooperative of dairy products in Costa Rica, that one is actually right now the main business they see it uh, outside of Costa Rica because they export a lot of cheese, milk, orange juice and many other products that are part of the cooperative but uh, to be export uh, many countries especially Central America. This is a climate where you, you don't need a winter coat. What kind of cattle thrive the best here because in our area of course the colder weather the cattle like here it's hot. What kind of cattle work the best? 
For dairy, the ones that work the best here are jerseys and a Holstein. But uh, it's a cross. A cross, yes. A, a pure one is very difficult and stressful for the animal. That's why little by little has been like breed cross of this with brown Swiss and a little bit of a Charlene as well to make better genetic, better individuals. And it's interesting that right now with the years, we also have a, a type of a, a cows that we call Chumecas. That is a kind of a mix of the Jersey with the Holstein, a smaller, but a very efficient and a, a very tranquil animals to work with. And when we look at those beef cattle, they're those big-eared cattle from India, crossed at least. Yes, the beef cattle, in that case we use a lot of Brahman, that's the most dominant, uh, Cebu, and then using Hereford and Black Angus, breed cross with these two, uh, are uh, much better individuals and uh, that's pretty much the combination that we got. Costa Rica, a country that is now home to many American expatriates in a country that it's on its way from being an emerging to a developed country, still a ways to go. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Gear up for winter with a trip to Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We have everything you need to get you through the winter months. Like $2 off 50-pound bags of Neutrina Safe Choice Original Horse Feed or Safe Choice Senior Horse Feed. Take $5 off 50-pound bags of AgriMaster 2020 Non-Medicated Supreme Milk Replacer. Save $2 on Stanley Forage Products. Keep driveways and sidewalks free of ice this winter with Meltman Ice Melt. A 50-pound bag, $11.49. Plus, check out our Black Friday Ag Doorbuster deals going on November 12th through November 14th. Buy three 50-pound bags of AgriMaster Layer 16% Crumbles or Pellets poultry feed. Get one free. Pick up a 55-pound bonus bag of all-stock multi-purpose feed, now $6.99. And four 20-pound bags of Farm and Fleet Easy Scoop cat litter, just 15 bucks. Find your must-have items in-store or buy online and pick up in our convenient drive-thru. And now, if you order by noon, try our new same-day local delivery option, available in most Farm and Fleet stores. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help with a robbery investigation. On October 22nd, at approximately 4 a.m., officers were dispatched to the Walgreens in the 7800 block of Mineral Point Road for an armed robbery. A masked black male entered the Walgreens, confronted the clerk with a firearm, and demanded cash from the register. They then fled from the store. Officers were able to conduct a canine track, which ended in the 7900 block of Tree Lane. The suspect is described as tall and muscular, wearing a gray sweatshirt, dark sweatpants, and purple shoes. If you have any information regarding this incident, please contact the Madison Police Department at 608-255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact the Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 608-266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. 
Well, we're having a couple technical issues we're working through with Stu Muck, but he'll be joining us just shortly. Maybe he doesn't want to talk about uh, what's going on with the uh, weather. There's uh, been all kinds of craziness that suddenly started to pop up out there as far as uh, flurries and precipitation. Let's find out about it. It's Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. And Stu, uh, I looked outside. Now, when I came in, oh, that would have been three hours ago or better, there was just a little bit of precipitation that was starting to come down. But I don't see anything now as far as uh, precipitation outside. What's going on now? Well, it's just the little breaks. I mean, there's small areas where some snow's been falling and areas where it hasn't been, you know, hit or miss spots. Looks a little heavier as you look over toward La Crosse, maybe just starting to show in at Boston. Snow circling around that strong low all the way back into Minnesota and the Dakotas, Iowa, and it's still a little mix of rain and the like in eastern and southeast Wisconsin. So, you know, not a major storm by any means. Seeing rainfall amounts yesterday anywhere from about a quarter inch to uh, oh, 44 hundredths of lacrosse. So, you know, we've had some moisture and now temperatures are cooling and that mix of precipitation is around us. That low tries to push east and away from us. I expect another low, call it an Alberta clipper, if you will, to drop in tomorrow. And by Saturday evening or into early Sunday, another round of some snowfall could be seen. Oh, rain and snow may be something we see early Saturday, but a little snow, and there could be some that accumulates on the grass. Or like I have a little uh, crusty frozen stuff on the end of the deck this morning from last night. We may see that again heading into early Sunday as temperatures will remain a little cooler than normal as we head right through the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. Badgerbean.com puts the Wisconsin soybean farmer first, and it's your place to go for the latest soybean news and research from leading industry experts. Simple, easy-to-access resources for the betterment and advancement of a sustainable soybean industry right here in Wisconsin. Badgerbean.com, an invaluable tool constantly updated for Wisconsin soybean farmers. For info and the latest updates, find us on Facebook and visit Badgerbean.com today. As a proud sponsor of the WIAA, they care about your community like you do. They believe the communities that support their athletes are the true champions. Visit RuralMutual.com slash WIAA to learn how they support high school athletics. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All right, Stu, let's walk us through the weekend as far as the forecast. All right, let's talk about a cloudy day today and a little light rain or some snow now and again a possibility. I don't expect we're going to be accumulating much anything today. Temps in the upper 30s with the southwest winds at 5 to 15. They'll begin to turn toward the west and northwest across in Austin already this afternoon. Any kind of very light precipitation will end in the night. Cloudy skies down to freezing and below. I'd say Austin and central Wisconsin could drop back into the upper 20s with the northwest winds at 5 to 15. A mostly cloudy day for Saturday. Not too bad. Again, the upper 30s, the northwest winds at 5 to 15. But Saturday night on into Sunday, some light snow developing. Still mostly cloudy with that snow Sunday, mid or just in the upper 30s. Then northwest winds 5 to 15. And I'd say uh, Saturday night, Sunday, Pan, maybe up to an inch of snow may accumulate almost anywhere. Uh, Lacrosse, Boston, up into central Wisconsin, could see a couple of inches by Sunday morning. Huh. Well, we'll wait and see what Monday brings us then. All right, my man. Have a good weekend. We'll talk to you on Monday. You betcha. Take care.
Stumach, our ag meteorologist, with the weather details you may or may not be interested in. It's all brought to you courtesy of our friends at Compure Financial. Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. You know, we're transitioning now from rainfall to snowfall. I mentioned that some of you are using the talk text line to ask how you can stay involved. Well, I guess what? You might as well tell me what kind of snowfall you're seeing in your backyard. Of course, I'll have to trust you on the measurement. 877-321-FARM. That's how you get a hold of us. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Stay safe out on the roads this winter with genuine value on leading brands of rugged, long-lasting tires and tire service from Blaine's Farm and Fleet. Like Cooper Tires. Right now, when you buy three tires, get the fourth one free on passenger, performance, or light truck tires. Plus, get up to $70 in rebates on select Cooper Tires when you buy a matching set of four. Not sure which tires are right for your vehicle? Just ask a friendly Tire Desk associate in our service center. That's genuine value from your cold weather experts at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. So, you want to drive a Tonka truck? Well, roll up your sleeves and get ready to play in the dirt. Kalani Topsoil is looking for more people that know their dirt. Full-time seasonal positions are open for CDL dump truck drivers. Our family business will make sure you're home every night. There's competitive benefits, and you'll drive updated equipment. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Apply at KalaniTopsoil.com. Now that's good pay dirt. When someone breaks important safety rules and drives negligently, a crash is often the result. If you're caught in a crash because another driver broke the rules, it can feel unfair. And for good reason. It's not fair when you're injured through no fault of your own. It's not fair when your life is now very different. We can help. At Clifford and Rihala, after decades of helping people injured because someone else broke the rules, we know what you're going through and we're ready to stand by you. Here you'll find caring, compassionate attorneys committed to helping you recover everything you've lost. If you've been in a crash, call Clifford and Rihala for a free consultation on your injury claim. We'll fight to make things right so that now you're treated fairly. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hardworking, skilled attorneys fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. A good holiday meal is a luxury that some Dane County families just can't afford. Make the holidays brighter for our neighbors in need by supporting the River Food Pantry's Hope Holiday Food Drive. A $10 donation fills a plate with a freshly prepared holiday meal. $50 provides holiday groceries for a family of five. There's no better gift than a delicious meal surrounded by loved ones. Give hope and help other people eat right here in our community. To make a donation and give hope, go to riverfoodpantry.org, riverfoodpantry.org. Compere Financial wishes farmers and agribusiness a safe harvest season. Stay in touch with your local Compere team throughout the year to see how they can help make your plans a reality. Exceptional client experience at the heart of everything they do. Visit compere.com or call 844 426 6733 today. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved. Looking for that unique one-of-a-kind engagement ring? Something that you can customize yourself? Maybe a gorgeous pendant necklace, diamond earrings, 
The place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They're an icon in Madison. They've been around forever and right on State Street in their same location, a couple blocks from the state capitol. They're the place to go to when it comes to buying jewelry. Goodman's Jewelers has everything from the more traditional style jewelry for your engagement rings, pendants, necklaces, earrings, to the more modern styles as well. They can customize and create anything for you. Unique funky diamonds, one-of-a-kind pieces, stuff you won't find anywhere else, and price range for everyone. When you step into Goodman's Jewelers, you'll feel the warmth and you'll feel welcome. They'll treat you just like family. You want to go somewhere where you can trust when you're buying jewelry for that special someone? Then remember my friends and family at Goodman's Jewelers. Right there, a couple blocks from the state capitol on State Street. Goodman's Jewelers. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. We saw Jordan Love get his first NFL career start. I a little left to be desired for me now in the third quarter and the end of one drive when you scored a, when Alan Lazard scored. Right uh, outside of that, I didn't know what to think of Jordan Love. What's uh, what's Rob Reichel's take on Jordan Love? Uh, you know, I, overall it wasn't great. Obviously, Ebo. You know, I'd give him like a D plus. I'd say yeah, that's what we did. That's uh, what we did too. You know, somewhere somewhere in that range. Um, you know, if you're, you know, let's start with positives. Uh, he, he certainly got better as the game went along. Got more comfortable, uh, completed nine in a row at one point in time. Certainly seemed in rhythm in that fourth quarter uh, when he led a couple of different drives. One that got deep, and he threw the pick to, uh, you know, pick on the on the ball for Devontae, where you know I thought Devontae potentially could have broke that up, Evo. And then the second one, like you mentioned, uh, you know, where he threw the touchdown to Lazard on the, on the fourth down play. That 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 was really well done and orchestrated. I I think in those couple of series, Evo. The offense looked like it was supposed to look, um, and, and there was some things to build on there. It's, you know, it's, it's the first three quarters. You know, I, I'm sure that give a lot of fans and his coaches a reason for pause. You know, he obviously struggled with accuracy. I, I didn't think his awareness at the line of scrimmage was very good in terms of what he went up and saw in terms of, of, of the constant blitz packages that, that Chiefs defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo was bringing at him through the course of the game, Evo. Um, now, now Matt Lafleur didn't do him any favors either. Um, it, 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 and Lafleur owned this, and, and that wasn't just a bailout either. That wasn't a coach taking a bullet for a player. I, I really don't think Green Bay prepared very well from an, an entire offensive staff uh, for what they were going to see from a Chiefs blitz package, Evo, and, and they they did an extremely poor job through the course of that game. You know, picking that up. I, I think the Chiefs Evo came with with five or more on 46% of the dropbacks. They came with six or seven on about 20% of those dropbacks. So you know, this kid was under a lot of heat and a lot of pressure. 
Um, and it, it's tough for any quarterback to, to function there. Teams don't blitz Rodgers because he's, he's seen everything. He can pick them apart. Yeah. You know, for a, for a young, a rookie quarterback like this, in essence, a rookie, uh, make, a kid making his first start, that, that's a lot to handle and a lot to see. So it, it clearly threw him for a loop early on, I, I would say, Evo. But again, as he got more comfortable, I, I, I thought there were some real positives there. You can see the arm strength. You can, you can see how good his feet are, his ability to get out of some trouble, his you know his elusiveness and evil. You know, I, I, hell, I, I yes. Green Bay's got to try to win the game Sunday, obviously, and and keep this fight going for for the number one seed in the in the postseason. But as a as as a just a, a, a the, the fan part of me, evil would love to see this kid play a second game and to see how far he could come from week one to week two. Because take a kid like Justin Fields in Chicago, right? What did he complete, six passes in that Cleveland game? I think it might have been his, his second start or something like that. And he was just dreadful. He was getting sacked about about every other play. And then look how far he, he has come in a month. And you watched him on Monday night late in that game. He was balling. He apart the Steelers. Um, could Jordan Love make you know that kind of jump over a month? That's what the Packers are going to bank on, Evo. The, the the problem is if if this is the only evidence we have of him, you know the the only sample size of of him playing quarterback going into March when they kind of divorce themselves from Aaron Rodgers, uh, the the fan base is going to be very nervous that, that that this is all they've seen from from Jordan Love. Rob Reichel joining us right now from Forbes dot com, Conley Media. Rob, uh, real, really quick before I ask you about Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, I saw this article, I won't name any names, but the, the headline was why the Packers would be wise to sit Aaron Rodgers and let Jordan Love play Sunday. If if Rodgers is cleared to play, which the earliest would be Saturday, would the Packers, quote-unquote, as this person suggests, be wise to sit Rodgers and let Love play? First of all, how much weed did that guy smoke <laughs> before, he, before he wrote that article? Robbie, you know this guy, too. I won't name any names, but you know him. Oh, my He's God. He's one of your brethren. I, I have not seen that story, Evo, so I won't even I won't even. So basically, is, if Aaron Rodgers is ready, you play Aaron Rodgers, like Nelly and I have suggested last segment. Uh, I mean, I mean, give me give me a break. You're a game back <laughs> of Arizona for the one seed uh, in, in the NFC. You're tied with the Rams. You're fighting Tampa Bay, who to me is still clearly the team to beat inside the conference. I can guarantee you, Evo, at some point in time. The Buccaneers are going to run off about seven in a row because that's that's the most talented and deep <laughs> roster in football. Evo Green Bay's only path to me to a Super Bowl in what's a loaded NFC. I didn't even mention Dallas there. Yeah, the boys, who, who, who I still think is you know one of the eight, six or eight best teams in football. If your workout includes baling hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Remember in Wisconsin, it is state law. If you are going to be hunting on land owned by somebody else, you need verbal or written permission to do it. We're talking about that on this final Friday. How are you doing, everybody? I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Now, from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Friday. So today, the 12th day of November. Let's take a look. So, on this day back in 1984, two high-paid garbage men were on the moon. It was the first salvage operation in space. Two different astronauts were on board Space Shuttle Discovery, and they did a couple different spacewalks to salvage parts from two different satellites that had steered away from their orbits. So an interstellar garbage-picking 
Crusade on this day back in 1984. Happy birthday to actor Ryan Gosling, 41 years young. Anne Hathaway, the actress, she's 39. Musician and sometimes actor Neil Young, he is 76 years old today. Remember that uh, Canadian songwriter is also married to Daryl Hannah. And now you know. Well, like I said, if you're planning on hunting on ground owned by somebody else, maybe you want to spend some time this weekend talking to them and getting permission, either verbal or written. Aaron Zimmerman's got an update on why that's an important conversation. Well, it's that time of year when some people are out bow hunting and others are gearing up for gun deer season that's going to be opening soon. But a good reminder is to always be careful on whose land you might be on. I'm here with Keith Ripp of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. And Keith, let's talk about some of those reminders when it comes to potential trespassing on others' land. Well, it's, you know, this time of year is an ideal time to reach out to your neighbors. We had a perfect example of this uh, this last weekend. A couple neighbors, archery hunting were able to uh, hit a deer, and they did the right thing. They contacted us, and and we gave them permission to go ahead and, and, you know, track their deer, and and they were both successful and got nice bucks. Now let's talk a little bit about those trespassing laws and maybe what hunters really need to know when they're out there so they can stay out of trouble. Well, you certainly need uh, either written permission or verbal permission, and if, if you don't have that, chances are the landowner and the property authority to call is the sheriff's department. The DNR does not have the authority to uh, write out a ticket for that, but uh, the sheriff's department does, and that's generally who does get the call. Now, for maybe farmers that you know see people on their land or, or have had traces, I guess, of people trespassing, what are some things that they can do, or what are the what I guess is the conversation they need to have, you know, when they maybe call the sheriff's department? Well, um, at times, if you're comfortable, you can approach the person. Otherwise, um, yeah, if you're not sure and you think that person is, you know, is out hunting and stuff. Possibly try to, you know, pinpoint their location and uh, report to the sheriff's department and and follow their instructions. Sometimes they probably will tell you, you know, not to approach that person and uh, let them do their job. I know some farmers, if they see a different vehicle out there or something, they'll uh, write down the license plate. Uh, They can call the sheriff's department. I don't know what action they'll take on that, but, uh, you know, make and model and license number is, is another way to do it safely. Now, let's go back to, you said you had actually a couple of people who contacted you to go on to their land. You know, let's talk a little bit about that and, uh, you know, why it's important for, you know, if someone gets a deer on another piece of land and it goes on to someone else's, why it's important to find out who that belongs to or talk to the person. You can get all that figured out before you just go out and try to find it by yourself. Yeah, it's always uh, best to have permission and uh, certainly a good timing right now is the time to reach out to your neighbors, uh, joining landowners, and uh, get that permission. Uh, you know, they may or may not give it to you, but certainly you need to, to be asking or even ask for written permission. Just wish everybody a, a safe hunting season. That was Keith Ripp of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau. So whether you're out there bow hunting now or preparing for the gun deer season that's coming up, make sure to have those trespassing laws in mind as you go out and look to harvest your deer. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Aaron Zimmerman.
Thanks, Aaron. So again, hunters, remember, it doesn't matter if the land is posted or not in Wisconsin. You need written or verbal permission from the landowner for this year's hunt. That's the thing that I always stress. I know that there's people that hunt on our farm and they say, oh, well, I I talked to your dad and he gave me permission. Well, guess what? My father's been gone for three years, so maybe time to refresh those conversations. Well, I had a great conversation yesterday with Wisconsin Secretary of the Department of Revenue, Peter Barca. Remember, they are midway through administering the Wisconsin Farm Support Program Phase 3. And he said, so far, it's going very well. And he said, you also have to remember, this is kind of a new task for the Department of Revenue. So we've never administered grants before the pandemic. That wasn't a role for the Department of Revenue. So now we've administered like small business grants, of course, Wisconsin Farm Support, hotel and lodging, uh, restaurant grants. So we're getting pretty good at it now. And, of course, the one benefit of the Department of Revenue doing it is because we have tax information and ID numbers and that, we can make sure that we cut down on fraud. You know, it's amazing how many people are out there trying to steal other people's funds or trying to steal their identity. And we spend, you know, a couple million dollars a year to make sure that we protect against fraud. And so I think that's a benefit as well. Peter Barca, Secretary of the Wisconsin Department of Revenue, he said as of yesterday, they picked up about 6,200 applications from farms across the state. More than 5,800 were already approved. Remember the application deadline? The close of business, November 29th. Still have questions? Call them, 608-266-2772 or online, revenue.wi.gov. Markets this morning look pretty firm in Chicago. December corn's up three at 572. January soybeans are up a nickel at 1226. December wheat currently seven cents higher at 819. July new crop wheat's up four at 818. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese was up a half a cent at $1.55. 40-pound block cheese was up a penny at $1.81. Double-A butter down a penny and three-quarters, one ninety-five and three-quarters per pound. Currently, December milk is up 15 cents at eighteen twenty-three a hundredweight. Boy, land values on farms and farmsteads continues to climb, not just in Wisconsin, but really across the United States. That's something that our ag lenders are keeping an eye on. But is it going to last heading into 2022? Talking about that with our friends from Compere Financial up next. Can't get enough farm news? The stories you hear and more 24-7 at MidwestFarmReport.com. Stay tuned as we'll be right back. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. If you've been injured in a bad crash, you might think the facts are so clear that you don't need an attorney. Big mistake. Insurance companies have many arguments to reduce settlements, no matter how clear the claim may seem. I'm John Rihala. At Clifford & Rihala, we have the experience you need to take on those arguments and win. Recent example. A young woman was driving when an oncoming car crossed the center line and crashed into her head-on. She was severely injured and paralyzed and needed experienced lawyers. Though her case seemed clear, 
the insurance companies still came up with lots of reasons why they didn't want to pay. We fought for her and made sure she and her family received the full compensation they deserved. For relentless dedication to helping you and your family, choose Clifford and Rihala, hard-working, skilled attorneys, fighting for you. For justice, myjustice.com. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. As you know, the housing market is super hot right now, and it's more important than ever to get pre-approved before you go out to look. You can rely on Educated Mortgage to give you the strongest pre-approval with the lowest rate and closing costs possible to make that home a reality. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. And MLS number 222-652. Hang on to your tractors. Here's another update. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hey, time to catch up with our friends from Compure Financial. Remember, they are there for you if you're in the rural community, involved in agriculture or rural properties. You want to start your conversations with the folks at Compure. You can go to their website, compure.com, and get started. And one of the good folks that you might want to talk to when you're getting those projects going is our friend joining us today, Mike Morris, is along with us. And he's the fellow that overlooks a lot of the people in Compure that are watching land values, trying to help their clients when it comes to acquiring land, perhaps planning for the future. Boy, I'll tell you, Mike, this is a hot conversation right now because as many people have noticed in their neighborhoods, a for sale sign goes up on a house and all of a sudden, bam, it's gone. Kind of the same's been going on with our land, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, it, it, it really has been, Pam. Uh, we've, we're seeing properties come on the market and uh, if they're trying, you know, if they're selling those privately, uh, they're getting picked up very quickly. Uh, there's very few, if any, no-sale auctions. Uh, auction prices have been extremely strong. So uh, definitely a very interesting market right now. Now, what do you credit that, Mike? Is it the interest rates today? Is it uh, that farmers have a sense of wanting to expand are more people trying to move out to the country? Give me a little sense on the trends you're noticing here. Right. I, I think it's a little, little of all of the above. Uh, certainly interest rates being where they're at right now uh, are, are favorable to uh, leveraging into land. Uh, I think also, um, you know, commodity prices uh, being where they're at, especially uh, corn, soybean prices, uh, have really driven the the cropland markets higher with those expectations of you know strong returns in the future, uh, and and really in the in the past three or four years, uh, the those you know the commodity prices haven't been as strong, uh, and and it really hasn't there hasn't been a lot of supply on the market. So uh, and, and the the demand has been there, but not at a at a higher price. So. I think you see a perfect storm right now where with strong commodity prices, uh, people that have kind of held off selling land uh, now have an opportunity because they see a really strong, uh, strong price. And uh, there still remains a lot of cash in the market, you know, a lot of cash buyers. So, uh, again, I, I think it's kind of that perfect storm, a, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of momentum toward uh, increasing operation size, uh, 
investors coming in, uh, money from both coasts coming in. So uh, really just a, a lot of activity in that regard. You know, the land is just one of those components. And if you're involved in agriculture and land comes up, whether your financial position necessarily justifies it, you try to make a move because it just may not come back up again for a generation or so. Tell me a little bit about the strategies that you advise when it comes to Compure clients and how they're planning for that. We get ourselves real excited when things start coming up, but I'm sure part of the reason why I'm talking with you, Mike, is to slow people down and make smart decisions. Right. And and really, you know, from, from my perspective, I, I manage the appraisal department. And so we're, we're not involved quite as much with advising clients. Our, our job is to really see what's out there, uh, what the trends are, what the land values are, and, and then being, being able to report that back, say, through an appraisal or uh, some kind of market study. But we do talk to we do talk to buyers and sellers. Uh, again, I, I think there's um, kind of a, a you know, like I said earlier, the, there hasn't been a lot of supply on the market. So uh, sellers that that maybe uh, a year or two ago weren't interested suddenly see a, a, a value that's twenty to thirty percent higher than than uh, you know what they could have sold for then. So they're moving to cash cash that in. And uh, again, I think with potential tax changes, uh, some people are looking at, hey, I might want to go ahead and cash it in this year, uh, knowing, you know, what my capital gains taxes might be compared to, you know, what what's my best guess for, for the future. So I think, again, there's a lot of things that factor in. And uh, again, there's, there's a lot of... Uh, continues to be a lot of cash buyers so that really kind of fuels it too because they don't have to they don't have to borrow money on their on their purchase and they can in a sense pay whatever they want to yeah right now i got to ask you when it comes to geography are you noticing any trends there mike mike morris along with us from compere you know are we seeing certain states that are hot others that are not and uh, as to your point is it corn bean ground or is it facilities? What are you seeing on those kinds of trends? Right. I, th- I think the, the, the trends that I see uh, for, the, for the real strong increases, you know, we've seen increases across the board. But, uh, if, you know, as you look to southern Minnesota, uh, you know, the stronger cash grain areas there, uh, even southern Wisconsin, uh, you know, Dane County, kind of south, uh, where where is probably less uh, less influenced by milk and more by grain, uh, which you know, again, most of Wisconsin has some factor, you know, toward you know toward dairy. But you know, if you get in some of those areas that are kind of more dedicated to cash grain, we're seeing a lot of strength. Uh, Illinois Central. Through western through northern, uh, you know we're seeing uh, seventeen thousand dollar an acre plus uh, auctions. Uh, so uh, again, I, I think it does tend to go toward those uh, types of you know operations. Uh, we did see some increases in our 
we, we do have a, a highly improved dairy benchmark in Wisconsin. We saw some increases, uh, you know, last year, really after milk prices stabilized somewhat. Uh, you know, the swine facility market is, is strong for, uh, you know, those higher, uh, higher capacity units that are, that are modern, you know, using modern technology. So, uh, again, there's, there's some strength there, but, uh, anything that's kind of obsolete, whether it's a dairy or swine operation, uh, those are not selling that well. Um, and, and uh, we have seen a lot of dairy transition those smaller units into, uh, you know, heifer capacity, uh, you know, right out of, right to just general farming. So again, there's, there's been a pretty big transition in, in that industry. Yeah. Mike Morris along with us again from Compure Financial. We're talking about land values and what's been happening there. So final question for you, Mike. What kinds of advice then are you suggesting to farmers that have that land or someone trying to acquire that land? Any particular, oh, I'd say questions that you think they should ask themselves before they decide to put that land on the market or before they decide to wade in on a potential purchase? Right. I I think what you, you know, again, it depends on where you're sitting with your operation uh, an 80 acre addition to a larger operation, uh, might make a lot of sense from, uh, you know, being able to spread your machinery costs over those additional acres, uh, you know, in a sense you're absorbing that in. I think if it's a, a standalone purchase and, and we have seen a lot of investment groups and, uh, what I call farm investors, the, Someone that lives in a rural community that doesn't farm the land, but they, they have ties to it, uh, is looking at you know what's the return of that land compared to an alternative return. And I believe a lot of people have have gone the direction of of land, knowing that maybe that return might be smaller, but it's you know then they could get in a let's say with a, a stock, uh, you know you know playing in the stock market, but. They also know that's going to be a steady return, uh, less volatility, and they still have that opportunity for land appreciation. So uh, again, there's there's a lot of factors that go into that. Depending if you're, uh, you know, if if you're farming the property yourself or uh, buying it solely as an investment. Mm-hmm. Boy, lots of questions, lots of conversations you better have no matter which side of that conversation you're in. Mike Morris, one of the fellows that you can talk to with Compure Financial. But remember, he's only one of a group of appraisers, specialists in this area of trying to help you walk through the process of putting value on your land, helping you acquire that land, help you figure out the long-term plan for that land. Start the conversation early, though. You can do that. Check in at your local Compure 